I think I'll, shall I just pray for you, Heaven, as you come to the front? Father, thank you for Hovan and his willingness to look into your word and to bring what you're saying to us. We pray that you will speak through him now and open our ears to listen. Amen. Good morning. I'm wearing a very special shirt because, because this is the shirt I got married in to Debbie. Amazing, huh? And this is, this is the tie I was wearing as well. I've, I've still got the suit, but I thought that was a wee bit excessive. And I think it was the first Christmas after we were married, Deborah's parents bought me this. So, we're obviously hinting. Oops, I see it's, it's a, little, a wee bit tangled. Here we go. There's meant to be a message there about what, what married life was, was like. Now, is this, is this live? No, my, uh, my, my little clip mic. Great, thanks. Uh, because at a wedding and a Christmas party, and in fact every day of, the life, of life, really, we do have to do certain things like washing up. Washing up is really important and doing various, various things in the kitchen. So if I get all my bits and pieces out of the way... Now, did you know that, oops daisy that washing features in our story today? Did you notice that? Now, maybe you didn't, because uh, you, you need to get the full reading to understand that washing is actually part of the story. Because the water that they, that they used to turn into wine was in big stone pots, and verse 6, I think it is, of the chapter says, it was for purification. Now, we wash up at the end, don't we, after we've finished eating, while our dirty pots. Well, the Jews were so keen on washing, they washed at the beginning as well as at the end. So they'd get water from these pots and they'd pour it over their hands and they'd all wash before they would come together to eat. And if they were really strict, they'd do that to all the pots and pans as well before they, they used them. First question, right? Why did they do that? Why, why were they so keen on washing? Maybe they're extremely dirty, I don't know. I don't, could be, yeah? yeah. Has anybody had a shower today? Well done. <laughs> Maybe you can answer my question then. Why, I mean, why are some people keen on washing then? Why, you know, why is that so important? Just because they've got nothing else to do? Maybe. My wife tells me that I'm at my best when I've had a shower, and I'm most presentable when I've had a shower. Oh, 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 had a wash. And for the Jews, that was very important because they wanted to be at their best whenever they were in God's presence. And they had all these washing customs to remind themselves that we're not good enough for God, that we're not clean in God's sight. And if we kept washing ourselves all the time, we'd never actually be good enough for God. But we still want to be at our best to be in God's presence. Now, the water was turned into wine, yeah? Now, I'm not going to turn, turn water into wine. 
because I brought some wine with me actually. And this is, this is Spanish wine, it's a Rioja. It's 2005 and it has this remarkable word, reserva, on it. Anyone know what reserva means? It's a bit like the English word reserved actually, but yeah. Okay. It's aged for longer, so it's, it's kept back so the flavour can develop and what's then uh, given to the uh, person who's going to drink it is a wine of better quality. But what is it that makes a good wine anyway? Okay, it's been kept back for a bit longer to make it a bit, a bit better quality, but what is it in the wine that makes it a good wine? Where does the wine come from? Where does the wine come from? Grapes, yeah, okay. Do we have grapes in England? We do, we do. And not just from Sainsbury's, people actually grow grapes in England, yeah. Uh, and obviously you need soil and you need moisture and we have soil and we have moisture in England. But why is it that we can't quite make red wine that is as good as this Spanish Rioja? Sunshine, absolute sunshine. Did you know that wine is bottled sunshine? And you can test that by, by letting the wine run down the glass. You, tip, you put your wine into the glass. Now, let me get a glass first. You put your wine into the glass. You just tip it to the, to the side. And then you let it... Now, is this right or not? This, 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 yeah. And if, if the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if the wine makes a film on there and it's going to stick to that, is that right? That's evidence of more sunshine. There's more sunshine in the wine and it's better quality because the wine is bottled sunshine. Did you know that God gives us sunshine as well as rain? And did you know that God gave us wine? People think that the winemakers gave us wine but they're just used by God because the Bible says, He has given me the wine to make my heart rejoice. So the psalmist believed that wine was a gift of God to use when we're rejoicing. And that's what the people did at the wedding. They had wine and they shared it with each other as a sign of their rejoicing because they had something to celebrate. Now, let me take this off because this is a wee bit silly, isn't it, really? If you saw a single glass, what question would come into your mind? It's empty. That's, that's, how can I fill it? Okay, yeah? Anybody have a different question in their mind? Why is it there? Why is it... Now, that's a, isn't that a really good question? Why is it there? Why is this there? Why is the sunshine there? That's a really good question. How can we all get a bit? You see, the thing is, it's there for us to share. That's why it's there. It's there for us to celebrate and rejoice together. And when you see a single glass, you might ask yourself the question, where's the bottle so I can fill it? Or you might ask yourself the question, where are the other glasses so I can share it? And I believe that's the attitude of God that's expressed through his gift of wine. It's the generosity of God. Now in that story, the wine that is miraculously produced by Jesus is good wine. It's full of God's sunshine. And when the uh, master chef guy tastes that, he says, you've reserved the best wine, you've kept the best wine till last. And just think about that. 
he, he must have thought that the guy who was running this, this feast was really full of happiness. He'd kept an incredibly high quality wine back. He'd kept the best, maybe he'd kept it for years. This is 2005, it's been kept for five years, if you like. Five and a bit years now, isn't it? He'd kept this wine back for a really, really special occasion. And he was so glad and so happy, he wanted to express that happiness by sharing that wine with all his friends and family. In this story, Jesus reveals his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. That's, that's what was read to us uh, at the start by, by Theo. Jesus reveals his glory. He shows us who he really is and what he's really like. And his disciples were beginning to understand that. But their faith in him grew on that day because they saw that Jesus takes the customs of the Jewish religion, their washing up water ceremonies, and he turns that into the wine of God's kingdom. The wine that celebrates the greatest love story the human race has ever known. The wine that unites all of Jesus' disciples and the wine that welcomes us into the sunshine of God's love. May Jesus turn our water into wine in 2011. Thank you for listening.